how dry is dry? I don't want to get all deep on you here, but if you ask anyone who grew up in America's Dust Bowl, they will likely point you to a page in the history book that talks about today. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. It was on May 11th, back in 1934, when a massive storm sent millions of tons of topsoil flying across the country. This Day in Weather History. Look, full disclosure, I love Ken Burns' documentaries. I have a bit of a penchant for taking weather stories and marrying them in with world or life history. I do that for perspective. <laughs> I, I just don't have any budget for big-time voices or music, so you get what you get. We open our scene with a panoramic scope of the Great Plains from the 1880s. It was rough, and people were literally killing each other for land stakes, and they were also heading headlong into the worst side effect of growing pains for any developing nation, a civil war. But at this time, the land was covered by prairie grass. And because in Canada we have the prairies, we know that this flat, soil-rich land will hold in moisture easily, and that is what will keep most of the soil from blowing away even during some of the driest periods. But this was no ordinary dry spell in the early 20th century. You see, because of the rapid urban expansion, farmers had plowed under much of the grass to create fields. Makes sense, and that is what it is meant for, until you suddenly and abruptly need to feed a nation fast. And that was the case when the United States entered World War I in 1917. The demand for wheat spiked, and farms were forced to push their fields to the limits. And because we were also at the dawn of the industrial age, we could do this much faster now that the ox and plow had been retired for the tractor. But you know how this species is. I mean, why slow down when you don't need to? Why even stop? And when you now consider that the war effort led to several more automated innovations and machinery, the plowing continued at a breakneck pace even after the war because they now had even cooler toys thanks to the introduction of the ever more powerful gasoline tractors. So now they could carve up the land so much faster. Did they need this much wheat still? No. No, they did not. As a matter of sad fact, they kept producing so much that when we got into the 1920s, their wheat numbers had increased by 300%. With nowhere to use it, that caused a glut in the market by 1931. And that is when Mother Nature stepped in and said, Stop. Enough is enough. It ends now. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, and oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. 1931. That year, a severe drought spread across the region. Crops were scorched, they withered, and they died. And as that spread like a virus throughout the entire Great Plains collection of states, wind began to carry dust from the overplowed and overgrazed lands. The abused land was just simply too weak to recover, and there was no rain, so it was hopeless. 
Everything went sideways for the country when the number of dust storms doubled in their numbers from 14 in 1932 to 28 in 1933. In 1934, they may have reported fewer storms, but they increased with their intensity. But the worst was still to come. Enter May of 1934. Over a period of two days, powerful winds and even stronger gusts dug in, lifted up, and carried away what was estimated to have been 350 million tons of silt all the way from the northern Great Plains to the eastern seaboard. That's right, it spread grit all the way from the parched Great Plains region of the United States to as far east as New York, Boston, and Atlanta. Actually, it was reported back then in the New York Times that dust, quote, lodged itself in the eyes and throats of weeping and coughing New Yorkers. And dust was even coating the decks of ships that were some 300 miles offshore. This sounds like the effects of a volcanic eruption. It was so intense and so dangerous that it forced thousands of families from Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Kansas, and New Mexico to uproot and migrate to California, where they were derisively known as Okies. Now, I wonder if that's where the term okie-dokie came from, because it's around the same time when they were filming Our Gang from the California studios. Anyway, I digress. They didn't have much time to settle in, though, however, because karma was the next thing to hit the United States. That was when the stock market crashed, triggering the first Great Depression. But that is not a story for this podcast, because I only talk about what happens on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is May 12th. Hey, remember when Bugs Bunny would pop his head up at the start of an episode with his bathing gear on and his beach chair in hand, and he'd exclaim, Miami Beach. And then he'd realize he's not there. Then he'd look at his map and think out loud, Oh, I must have made a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Tomorrow, he would have popped his head up and seen that he was about to be rocked by a tornado. Thing is, he was exactly where he wanted to be, in Miami. This rare event is tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.